0: Welcome to the Unlocked Podcast. My name is Phil Franks.
1: And I'm Krista Franks. We're your hosts, co-founders of Allen Key, lifestyle designers, entrepreneurs, authors, and parents.
0: Each week, we bring you real conversations and stories and in-depth interviews with inspirational people. We share meaningful strategies so that you can create and live your version of success starting now.
1: This podcast is all about lifestyle design. It's about unlocking you. Grateful you're here and eager to share the keys to the full life that awaits. Let's go, friend. Hi. Hello. Okay, so the topic that I want to bring up today was actually inspired by a conversation I was having in one of my recent group sessions with our clients. So shout out to Casey, Mallory, and Merrill we were having a conversation about pace and they're the ones who sparked it. But in fact, when I was reflecting on it, this idea of pace has come up in multiple different clan conversations of late. I think it's a reflection of where we are as maybe a, a world, right? Where we went through pandemic in 2020 and our lives changed. Our reality changed. And we went from these really busy overdone lifestyles, we were constantly going, but it was normal for us to really shut down and quarantined and isolated and things really slowed down. And in that quarantine, you know, as much as we resisted it as a human society for a little while, egoically, we, a lot of people found ease and peace in that and found connection to things that were most important or to family or to themselves. And so our pace slowed down a lot. Well, what I think happened is that, you know, there was so much inward focus, so much isolation in 2020. And then as vaccines came around, everyone was like, we're going back to normal. We're going back to normal life. And so pace really picked up a lot over the last couple, a few months. And I think that everybody's felt it a lot you know everybody's felt that picking up and going back to this kind of quote-unquote normal speed that frankly like we're never going to go back to what it was and we shouldn't but now we're kind of dealing with this new normalcy and so some of the conversations I've been having are and I think I'm going to say this because I think a lot of people can relate to it you know, I'm going 100% as much as I can in maybe this personal endeavor, this thing that's coming up for me, but I still need to give 100% at work or I still need to go fast and hard in every area of my life. I need to just keep going. You know, I'll I'll sleep later. I'll sleep when I die or I'll just keep pushing hard. And so um I've had a lot of conversations about it. And I know that you and I have actually a very different pace and style, probably similar now than what we used to have. But I thought it could be a really interesting topic for us to reflect on and to think about, like, how we manage pace, how we think about it for ourselves, and then even how we talk about it with clients. I think that could be really helpful as we all think about what does pace look like going into the fall, going into the new year. Gosh, and I'm like, what, four months? It's wild. Um, so I'm interested when you think about the word pace and specifically about how you apply pace to all areas of life, knowing that we have this very integrated lifestyle, how do you think about it for yourself specifically?
0: This is, this is a cool topic because I think it goes a lot of different directions. Um, the first thing uh, that comes to mind as you say say pace is um and this is something we talked about before we started recording but the idea of like the self imposed um the self imposed space that is um your mindset on like what you need to achieve and by when you know that that thought or that cycle right Typically, we'll define that like energetic inertia that you feel, you know You talk about the collective like the human collective like during COVID. like when you would walk outside there was kind of like a different definitely a different vibe about the energetic pace of everybody, right? Like you saw people in sweatpants who were like coming out of a meeting and walking their dog or on a walk with their child you know like And it was just like a different vibe of pace. Whereas before, like they had gotten up three hours earlier to like wash their hair and shave and get ready for a meeting and their day started well before that. So their velocity had to be faster to get to where they were going. And I think by the removal of a lot of those things, those extras, we saw like the collective space or pace kind of slow down because you didn't have to go fast to get to where you were going. You were already there. I mean, working from your house and having a Zoom meeting from your kitchen table, like you were there. Um, and I think that's a really interesting thing when you apply that thought process to anything. When, you know, before it was an expectation that you like got up, got ready, you look presentable, you went to the office and you did this into and that. And this conversation is not going to be, be about work from home or anything, but it is about the idea of you imposing your own thought of how fast you have to go to get to where you're going. And that's a, even just saying that out loud, I'm kind of like, Oh wow, that sounds pretty, pretty cool to explore because you know, at any season in life, like we're in a season right now that's very giving and, and, and by giving, I mean, we're raising two humans, two boys that are like very in that survival state that need our guidance and need a lot of, you know, touching and holding and feeling and teaching and all these things. And we could very well impose ourselves with that, that false reality that our velocity has to be a certain speed to get to where we're going with like the business we're creating, for example. And I'll use the con, the, the contrast of like family life versus business in, in this conversation because I think it's easy for me to illustrate for us. But that idea that like I'm not, I'm not missing out on something. My, my ego wants to tell me you're not going fast enough, that you're not, you're not, you're not moving as the, at the rate you need to go in order to get to where you want to be. But that's really my own expectation and egoic expectation of a time-based result of where I want to be. Instead of being, like, being present in the thing that I, that I already am experiencing that's giving me a bunch of joy... My family, my children, our experiences together, our wildly integrated lifestyle, or travels—all these things that ego at crack that seeps in—is this idea of pace and velocity, and that coming into like my my mind space when I have an ego at crack, I can I can look at it and be like, wow, like wh- why do you need to go that fast? Like what is what is what what is the seven hours with my boys or the family? going to actually result, you know, for this, this venture, right? I, I'm already living in happiness, like right here, right now. Like there's no, I'm missing out. And the only way you're missing out is if you think you're not where you need to be at the point in which you want to be there.
1: Hi friend. Have you ever had what feels like an absurd idea? Maybe you want to start a business or make a big career transition change relationships, start a family, or maybe you want to have a baby, start a business and travel the world all at the same time like we did. Well, if that sounds like you, then I think you would love strategic planning for life. This intention setting framework is specifically created to take that absurd idea and move it into reality all while feeling great while you do it. So, if that sounds interesting to you, here's what I want you to do. I want you to email Krista at AllenKey.co. Again, that's Krista at AllenKey.co. And we'll set up a one on one conversation with you, me, Bill, and we'll get to know you. We'll add you to the community. If nothing else, we'll sign you up for our weekly newsletter so that we can stay in touch. We hope to hear from you soon. Until then, cheers. I really love the time-based stuff because there there is this expectation of, even if it's as simple as oh, I need to get all these things on my to-do list done today, and if I'm not, then I'm not being productive or I'm not I'm not succeeding, but in fact, you know, all those things on the to-do list don't frankly need to get done, right? We know that from a lot of practice in our own lives and exploration and essentialism and narrowing things down to like the most important things that actually need to get done. And so it can be as simple as, man, I need to hustle harder and get everything done today instead of, you know, these things could probably get done over the next couple of weeks, not necessarily today. So I really love that that time based analogy, and I think that's what a lot of people feel. In fact, one of our clients, Ryan, who was just on um, the podcast recently—I think it was two weeks ago—Ryan was such an inspiration to work with and such a joy to work with. Frankly, I was always learning from him, and we were always having these wildly good conversations. And the one story he told me, and I'm going to just mess it up, really mess it up. So I apologize in advance for that to to Ryan and to all of you. But he was telling me about the sailing story and that there is the two sailing boats and they were in a competition. Well, one of them, which was really highly like praised for their strategy, they were going to go all out as hard as they could, as fast as they could to win. And the media was really blowing them up and really making a big deal about how they were the best and they were going to be the fastest and they were going to just go all out. To, to win this race. The other boat was saying, we're going to, we have it mapped out how much we're going to go each day. And then we're going to have some rest period where we do some maintenance on the boat and we take care of, you know, we take care of ourselves and we take care of the boat. And the really interesting part was that everyone was expecting this other f- speed sailboat to win. The ones who were so adamant about going hard and fast praising them for this. They thought, oh, they're going to win. Well, what ended up happening was that sailboat died out and didn't actually, when they actually made it, it was so far beyond. I don't even know if they ended up making it. But what ended up happening was this other sailboat that took their time and took rest and did the the maintenance on the boat. They won and they beat the expected time like beyond measure that they were so shocked by how fast these the sailboat went and this team went. And I just love that story because it was such a reflection of pace and productive pace. Productive pace does not have to be hard and fast in all areas. Sometimes, sometimes the most productive pace needs to be pausing it needs to be resting, it needs to be slowness. And you know, I'm a big fan of that, you know, I'm a big fan of space and slowness and presence and all of those things, even though I get in my own egoic states, and I push hard, and I have expectations of where I need to be and when I need to be there. But my natural state is more of that like second boat. But I had a really fun analogy about this when I was running a half marathon. I start this half marathon. This was when I was much younger. And of course, my much younger self is like, go all out, run as fast as you can from the get go. It's only 13 miles. You're going to be fine. Why start running? And there's this woman next to me and she's walking after, I don't know, probably the first mile and a half. And I was like, she's not going to make it. Wow. She's, she's already done. I don't know why I even paid attention to this woman out of all these thousands of people. Then I don't know, we're probably 10 miles in and this woman is ahead of me. And I was like, what What just happened? And then she starts walking again. And I quickly realized that her strategy is to run fast and then to pause with a walk, a decently fast walk. And here I am trying to go all out and I'm just running out of fuel. So by the end, she's crossing the finish line peacefully. I don't know what her body felt like, but she looked great. And she was running at a decent speed. And I was chugging along, panting, barely able to finish this race. And that taught me a very valuable lesson about pace. And I think it's so applicable in today's life that there are going to be some areas, maybe that we are going hard and fast for a certain period of time. But maybe that means in the other areas of our lives, we can't expect ourselves to go hard and fast in every area. Maybe some we need to calm it down a little bit so that we can go harder in another area or maybe maybe it's just not the season of life to go hard and fast anywhere, but only we know. And we have to have that awareness of our own energy and know what's, what's true to us, what's meaningful to us and how we show up.
0: And any, yeah. First of all, I love that story. I think that story is fascinating. And it, it does show the boat one, the boat story that Ryan shared with us. And then also your story with the marathon, like those things, those things are, are fantastic ways in which we can like really look at, how we perceive velocity per result and then how it actually pans out, right? And think about that in, in a more applicable way, right? I guess a marathon, maybe some people haven't run a marathon, but like even when you, like the the fallacy that we have to have like it's an eight hour workday, like how how often are you working a full eight hours? No, like what you said a second ago is like productive productive velocity and productive pace you are likely getting a lot of your work done at some period of that day whether it's in the morning from eight to eleven or after lunch from two to four like that's what it is and look at the science behind it like there's a bunch of science about like where there's a there's a point of diminishing returns for people and work and energy spikes and all these things that's amazing to really put into perspective with those two stories and then maybe even layer on that last one with like a productive day at work that story. And again, it does. It comes back to you understanding like where the burst has to be, right? Because there are times in our cycles and in our lives and our seasons, as we as we say, where we need to have like those things come out, right? And you've said something to me that I think is really really awesome. Where you're like, look at nature, like nature is not always in full bloom, like it blossoms like once a year, it comes back out once a year, after a dormant period of months, like uh, depending upon where you live, like, for us in the Midwest, it's, you know, a a quarter of the year, you know what I mean, like three to four months of the year, if not longer, there's some dormancy where it's like rest and rebuilding, and then it comes out in full bloom um, for another three to five months of spring and and That's an interesting way to look at yourself too, right? Like if you're going to be going all the time and blooming all the time, like you're going to just completely blow up and burn out. There's just no way that that pace is sustainable. And so when you think about your lifestyle and the things that you're applying your energy to and your time to, I'd think about the things that are like, that are that, right? Like what is seasonal? Like what is now, what can be less of a velocity? What has to be a little bit more of a velocity right now? Or does it have to be velocity at all? You know, what I mean, I think coming from me, who has always been a product of like move fast and and see result, um, it hasn't been until the last few years where I'm just now beginning to realize that there's there's also like this divine or serendipitous or universal timing to when you connect with these outcomes, when these outcomes are... Now ready for you or you're ready for them and that elegant dance with the universe and, and how you step through life Doesn't have to be like you push and you get a you get a return or my input equals an output Right you if you're tuned into the pace in which you feel energetic about and you and you feel and have reflected on You and the situation needs that's all it needs. It doesn't need anything more it doesn't need the extra 800 things on your to-do list or the extra 2 to 3 hours at your work to make it look like you're absolutely crushing it cuz you get there early and you stay late like th- that's just a fallacy that we've created in the in the culture that we live in of like hustle 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 work 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 you know sleep when you're dead you know like that's not that's not going to provide a sustainable or healthy well-lived life
1: it's so true and i I I'm smiling because I appreciate that you express that you haven't always been this way. I wasn't always that way. I started as go do all the things all the time. Succeed, 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 achieve, achieve, achieve. That's how I was raised. That's what I did. And until I realized that I was not going to survive very long if I continued on that path. And you were the same way. I mean, when we started our relationship early on in our marriage, we realized how different our paces were. You were still in the place of, I will run through a break, brick wall to make something happen. And I was I was coming more into my awareness of, you know, I actually find the most results when I pause and I, I think and I plan and I how hold space. And that really put some divides between us. So it's not only important to understand and have awareness of your own your own pace and your own energy and your own expectations but to also have that of the others who are around you whether that's on your team or your partner or your family and you know I know with our kids They have their own paces and understanding theirs and trying to kind of like flow and ebb with them is really important to us. So we we do that also. And I think, you know, to to bring it back to like very actionable things, I think you made a really good point. Reflect on what your cycle is. Everyone has a cycle. What's your cycle? And not just the cycle that you practice now, but like what's your inherent cycle? You know, for me, I had a big awareness and eye opening moment when I realized I almost have all of my big outcomes When I've produced nothing, when I've actually done nothing, when I've, in fact, I've had the best outcomes when I've done nothing, which is wild. And I know that, that, that result is based on the things that I did leading up to that nothingness. But when I, ultimately released and just held space it's almost like that's when things come into me so that's been very interesting for me and that's kind of my cycle and I think that's important for people to reflect on like what is your cycle what is your pace number two what are the areas that require focus right now and intention and attention and where are you going to put that effort and making sure that you're kind of bucking it out even if you have to say okay I have if I have 100% of energy where am I going to put my energy, Something's going to give, right? You can't do 100% in every area. You're only going to have so much. And sometimes some things require a bit of effort. You don't really have a choice. You have to go put some effort in areas. And sometimes there's going to be areas where you just want to put effort. So making sure that like defining what those things are. And then I would say just like being really tuned in to how you feel in your body. I always tell this to clients. When you start to feel that, like... <gasps> That feeling of, oh, my gosh, so many things are going on and I'm my head spinning and I can't catch my breath and I'm literally not taking deep breaths. That's the moment where you stop and you pause and you really kind of take an audit of where you're putting effort and energy, where you need to slow down, maybe where you need to like put a little bit more focus And that goes for, you know, an individual, but also a couple in a family or even at the business level. If you like you're going, 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 and you start to feel that as a, as a group, then it's time to put a pause on it and be like, all right, hold on. Let's do some, let's do an analysis of where we're at. It's best to kind of pause and take a moment and take a breather than it is to like keep pushing forward.
0: Yeah. And it's not, it's not promoted, right? Like, and without going too long on this topic cuz we could go forever on on pace and stuff like that cuz it has a lot of spokes this topic has a lot of spokes to it. Yeah, it's 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 not promoted, right? So like it feels very unnatural for a lot of us to like really do nothing, right? To do nothing, to to literally, I mean be intentional in your days and move and like for us it's always like a disconnection where we like retreat to nature where we go out and we're like traveling with the boys or you take a hike or I take a hike or we do one together and we're we're not at the front of anything creating anything or making anything we're literally in a point of reflection contemplation stillness we're likely still moving because that's our our nature but when we're out there in nature we're 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 still like we're there's no push it's just a, a time to like let things in, and that's the that's the the thing that I wanted to maybe end cap this conversation with is, um, I think the fallacy that you control all of your outcomes is wrong. I think that if you believe that there's there's pieces that you're that you're missing, or that you've not allowed yourself to slow down enough to actually feel, and that our belief and my belief strongly is that we are in constant collaboration with something. And I'm not going to name like a anything because it could be anything out of our, out of our world of knowing or even understanding, but that like, there's a, there's an energy that is pervasive in our world that like connects and, and makes all these things happen with our inputs, but it's a dance, right? You know, and I, and we used that the other day in a conversation that we had where it was like the dance, you don't go to dance to, to be like, well, I want to learn how to tango or do the, do the waltz or whatever. I, hopefully you're going and you're enjoying that process. Like, and you're aware, you're learning, you're taking the steps. Oh, my coach or the dance coach taught me that this step equals that, or that I have to work with my partner like that. That's that intake to then reflect, to grow and to become something. And then one day, eventually you're going to say, oh, I know how to do that. Right. And it's not like you're going to, with an adventure like that, you say on September 8th, I want to learn how to waltz or to tango. Usually it's going to be whenever you know, whenever it happens. And so the releasing of the expectation of when I think really defines your pace. And so if you can step back and say, I have an intention that this is going to happen by a certain date, but not be beholden to the outcome and say, I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay with the journey to get there. Then pace becomes something that becomes much more palatable And that you can sit in that stillness and and that slowness when you have to ramp down a little bit, which is probably something that we're not used to collectively, to find things come into your life.
1: Yeah, great end cap to that. I think that, you know, to the point of intention, the way that we define it, there is no timing on intention. That is a goal. A goal has timing, right? But intention does not. And so it's full release of expectation. It's about being. And maybe the you know the final word on this is find the pace that's enjoyable it feels like a dance this life one life why why would we live it and why would we do it at this pace of burnout and speed for what right what is it what is it for you know so i think that maybe that's what it is like come back to whatever it is that's going to get us back to that enjoyable pace that makes it feel like like a dance all right Thanks for, thanks for chatting today.
0: Talk soon, guys. Thank you for joining us this week on another episode of the Unlocked Podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you want to learn more about the topics we discussed in today's episode and access more lifestyle design opportunities, you can visit owlandkey.co to learn more. Did you love this episode of the Unlock Podcast? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's super appreciated and helps us continue to bring meaningful conversations and content to you every week. You can also find us on Instagram at al underscore and underscore key on Facebook and on YouTube. We'd love to connect with you. So drop us a line at hello at alankey.co to share your thoughts on the show, topics you'd like us to cover and recommend inspirational people you feel we should bring onto the show. Thanks for listening in and we'll see you next week for another
1: episode of Unlocked. Talk soon, my friends.